One of the things that we often do in our family uh, before bed is that we pray with our kids before we you know, say goodnight to them. As part of our bedtime routine. And uh, every once in a while, especially with my younger children, after I pray with them, they'll look up at me and they will say, Dad, does God really hear our prayers? And it's a very sincere, a very honest question. And as I talk through that with them, I begin to realize that, that there's layers to that question. There's more to that question. And what they're asking is, is does, does God who created everything, does he really see me? Like, does he, does he understand like me or know how I'm feeling? Does he really care about our, our prayers? And ultimately there's this question I think that they are asking and wondering, and it's this, does God really care about me? And this question isn't just unique to kids. I think this is a question perhaps all of us at one point or another have asked. Maybe some of you right now in the season of life you're in, you, you ask this question of like, man, does, does God who created everything, does he, does he really care about me? And this was a question that was on the hearts and on the minds of Mary and Martha in this story of Lazarus. As they're looking at their brother who is sick and potentially getting ready to die, they're wondering, Jesus, do you see? Do you understand? Do you care? In fact, we know both of them made the exact same statement to Jesus in John 11, both Mary and Martha. One was in verse 21, the other one was in verse 32 where they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus, do you care? Jesus, do, do you see what's going on here? Do you understand what I'm going through? And this story of Lazarus, it's this amazing story where we find the answers to all of those questions, but we also find the answer to a deeper question. A question perhaps we might not even be asking or wondering about, but yet it's the most important question for each of us. And that is the very thing. That is the very question that Jesus is after in the story of Lazarus. That's what he wants Mary and Martha to not miss. It's what he wants his disciples to see and understand. It's what he wants you and I here today to not miss in this story. And Jesus, he shows us the answer to this question in this story of Lazarus. And he shows us the answers through two characteristics that he possesses. And these two characteristics have only ever existed in one person. They are unique to only Jesus. He's the only person in all of history that has carried these two characteristics. It's Jesus because Jesus was God in the flesh. God in the flesh. He was fully God and he was fully man. Who is this Jesus? He's both fully God and fully man. He possesses all of the deity of God and yet also knows what it's like to be a real human, was also 100% fully man. And we see examples of this in the story of Lazarus. We see the deity of Jesus. Not only did he claim to be God, but we see that he even has the ability to bring someone who is dead back to life. We also see in one of the most sweetest, most beautiful windows into who Jesus was in his humanity here in John 11. We see these tender moments of, of compassion and care for friends that he loved who were hurting as their friend had just died. We see him weep, we see him cry. Jesus was a real human, he was also fully God. 
Now you might say like, okay, Nate, like that's, that's great. I understand like, okay, the deity of Jesus and the humanity of Jesus. These are great theological truths, but how, how does that help us answer this question of does God really care about me? And I think we see that, that answer in a deep and meaningful way in this, in this text in a number of different ways. The first way that we see that he cares is that Jesus experienced the joy and the pain of relationships, right? Re- we know this, relationships are hard. Relationships are challenging. Uh, People hurt us. Expectations are missed. Trust is lost. Relationships are are messy. They're hard. But Jesus had close relationships. Remember Mary and Martha, when they sent word to Jesus asking for help, remember what they said? They said, Lord, the one that you love is sick. Now to have a friend that you love, that that takes time. That takes effort. That takes intentionality, it takes investment. Jesus made time for relationships. He knew the highs, he understood the lows. He understood the messiness of relationships. He knows what it's like to be let down. His disciples would deny him, they would doubt him. He was ultimately betrayed by one of his own disciples. Jesus understands. So does he understand the pain and hurt that you might be experiencing from relationships? Yes, he does. But not only, not only does he experience relationships, we also see Jesus values them. And what I love about Jesus in his life is that he came with a, a mission and a purpose. And that was to do the will of his father and it was come to redeem all of us from our sin. That was his mission and he, that was his purpose. But he was never too busy for people from his disciples and his investment in in time with them to the friends that he would make as he would travel from town to town doing ministry. Jesus valued relationships and he valued the community that comes from those relationships. Jesus didn't just hang out in large crowds. Yes, he drew large crowds and people would come to see him and to hear him teach, but Jesus also valued close relationships. And this is why, this very example of Jesus is why we believe church is so much more than Sunday mornings. Sundays, man, they are great. Sundays are awesome. It's wonderful to all be together and to worship God together. But man, church is so much more than just being here. It's about also being in relationships with other people, with other followers of Jesus who are on this journey of seeking to follow Jesus, to look more like him, to grow like him, that we're to be in relationship with one another. We don't just want you here. We want you in circles. We want you with other people that are following Jesus, that are helping you in your walk with Jesus. We were never meant to do life alone, which is why we value that within our church that we provide places for people to connect in meaningful relationships, in meaningful community, through community groups. We were never meant to do life alone, and we value that, not just because we came up with this strategy or idea. We, we value this because this is what Jesus lived. This is what he modeled for us. We all need relationships. He valued them, and he also experienced the joys and the pain of relationship. He cares for us. Not only that, we also see this, that Jesus showed compassion and grief to those who were hurting. You see, Jesus in his deity, he didn't need to walk down to Bethany to heal Lazarus. He could have just uttered the words and said, be healed or rise again. And he could have spoken those words and Lazarus, he would have been healed. He would have come back to life, but he didn't do that. He took the time and he went to Bethany. And when he arrived, he didn't just show up and be like, all right, where's he at? Like, let let me heal this guy. Let's fix the problem. No, he took his time. 
When he arrived, he looked around and he saw people that he cared about and loved, saw that they were hurting, hurt with them, entered into their pain, cried and wept, showed compassion to them. Does Jesus understand the pain that you're going through? Does he understand your suffering? Yes, he does. And not in a superficial surface level way, in a deep and personal way. Which is why understanding the humanity of Jesus, it is so important. In fact, it's just as important as the deity of Jesus. If you were to come over to my house to watch a movie with my family, there's, there's a really good chance that the movie we would watch would be a superhero movie. And that is because my kids like superhero movies. Um, they especially like some of the Marvel movies. And uh, that's not just unique to us. Right, 25% of the movies that are out in the marketplace right now are superhero movies. We all love a good superhero movie. I remember even as, as a kid watching the show uh, Lois and Clark. It was a Superman like TV series. And I remember watching that show as a kid and you know, Dean Cain played Superman for most of the show, but for most of the show, he was Clark Kent, right? Just a, a normal, average guy, but inevitably by the end of the show, something would come up and then Superman would need to show up to save the day. But that's the thing about Superman. He looked like a normal everyday guy, but in reality, he wasn't human at all. In fact, he was an alien from the planet Krypton. Uh, His humanity was just this illusion. It was a mirage. And Superman was actually able to save people precisely because he wasn't human like us. But when it comes to the person of Jesus, things are very different. Jesus was a real human being, just like us. His humanity, it wasn't a mirage, it wasn't an illusion. And why does that matter though? Right, what's the big deal? Why can't we just have Superman Jesus? Well, Hebrews 2.17 answers this question for us. It tells us this, for this reason, he had to be made like them. He, being Jesus, had to be made like us, fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He is able to help those who are being tempted. Hebrews helps us understand this question. Why does Jesus's humanity matter so much? It matters because Jesus could only represent us if he became a real human. If he can't represent us, well, then he would not be able to to redeem us. And the amazing implication of this truth is that our salvation is just as dependent on the deity of Jesus as it is on the humanity of of Jesus. And there's more though to that. We, We don't just need a representative. We needed someone who understands, who sympathizes with us. We need someone who knows what it's like to walk in this world, in this fallen world, with the ups and downs of life. And since Jesus became a real human being, he experienced the life that we live. He experienced that pain and suffering. He showed compassion and grief to those around him who were hurting. He understands that. But there is one difference. There is a place where Jesus is not like us. You see, Jesus is unstained by sin. He's holy, he's perfect, he is sinless. And as a result, he and he alone could be the perfect sacrifice for our sin. 
See, in the end, we don't just have Superman, Jesus. No, we, we have someone way better. We have a savior who shares in our pain and suffering. You see, if Jesus only got us or if he only just understood us, well, then we would have no hope. Yes, he's like us, but he's also different. Not only does he understand us, he also has the power to save us. And this is what Jesus wanted Mary and Martha not to miss. This is what he wanted his disciples to not miss. This is what he wants you and I to understand that more than the physical pain that we experience in life, more than the relational pain, more than the emotional pain, is it all real? Yes. Does it hurt? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. Does Jesus understand all of it? Yes, he does in a deep way. But more than that, he wants you and I to know that our greatest need, my greatest need, your greatest need is him. Lazarus, his greatest need wasn't to be physically brought back to life. It was to be spiritually brought to life. And that is why Jesus came. God in the flesh, creator God stepped into his creation to walk with us. But not just that, but to ultimately redeem us. Jesus, he makes this clear in a very tender moment with Martha as Martha is trying to understand what what is Jesus' purpose here with, with her brother Lazarus. Look at what Jesus says to her in verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And that same question that Jesus offers to Martha is the very same question he extends to you and I today. Do you believe this? Does Jesus care about you? Does he understand what you're going through? Yes, more than you will ever know. But not only does he just care about us, he takes it to the deepest places, the deepest level. He wants you and I to treasure him more than anything else in this world, more than life itself. That is why Jesus came. Who is this Jesus? He is God in the flesh who knows the suffering. He knows the pain of this world, but not only does he know it, he overcame it so that you and I could experience a relationship with him now and for all of eternity. Do you believe this. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the story of Lazarus. Lord, I I thank you that you, yes, are almighty creator God, but God, you did not stay distant. You came, you walked this world, you experienced the ups and downs, the challenges. But not only did you just do that, but God, you ultimately came to rescue and redeem us from our sins, something we could never do And God, we just say thank you. And Lord, I do pray that this would be a truth that isn't just a story tucked away in the Bible, but would be a story that we would embrace and believe. And when that question is asked, do we believe this? We would say with a resounding uh, answer, uh, uh, the resounding answer of yes, we do believe. And God, we treasure you. We treasure you now. May you be our greatest treasure in life, Lord. May we not lose sight of who you are and what you have done for us. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.